Hi, this is Ricky Stewart. And if you want to listen to a Raiders podcast, then you should listen to the official one, Behind the Limelight. Not this rubbish with Flakey Blakey. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork. It's Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And this is the podcast formerly named the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet, coming to you from the filthiest storeroom, buried somewhere in the bowels of Civic, the location of which we will never reveal, will we, Blake? I am considering it. I just don't, yeah, no. And it's brought to you with the dubious, very dubious support of the Greenhouse, the Canberra Raiders' number one fan forum on the internet. You should get online and get engaging with people who love the Canberra Raiders as much as you do. And talking about people who love the Canberra Raiders as much as you do, if you love the Canberra Raiders as much as the gentlemen down at and ladies down at Landspeed Records, well, you must be a, a firm Canberra Raiders supporters because they love the Canberra Raiders. So come in and get your CDs, your LPs, your T-shirts, your paraphernalia from these guys as well as your Audio Technica gear because Audio Technica, as you know, prior proud sponsor of this, this show. They are indeed. Are just absolutely fantastic. And once more, we are joined all the way from the west coast of the United States of America by our perennial special guest star, Matthew Heather Locklear, Hollywood Lenevez. Matthew? <laughs> Their names are getting longer. Hello. Hello, gentlemen. It's glad to be here. It was an interesting weekend for all of us, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. You know, the ups and downs, the highs and the lows of being a Raiders supporter, but I'm happy to happy to report that my heart survived and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm looking at you too, wearing my... Uh, my Blake of the Pork asshole beanie and excited about asshole beanie, week. ass clown, <laughs> asshole. Oh, I'm the asshole wearing the ass clown beanie. And, Might be um, yeah, but um, no, I'm, I'm not actually. I'm not at all. Um, but let's say I'm excited. Good, we're excited. Well, we have news all the way from our another great sponsor, Impact Comics, all the way down in Garima Place, the bowels of Civic. Go in and get all your nerdware from them. Comics, all sorts of uh, Comic-Con paraphernalia from Mel and the boys and girls. Final. Yeah, oh, it's just fantastic stuff. Great people. We've got news. Blake, take it away. We do. So first bit of news, um, it's it's happened. Happened late last night. I was in bed. Yeah. David Feeder, he's yeah. not coming. He's re-signed. Knock me with, over with, with a Titans. feather. But, but everyone is now sort of saying, oh, he was never a chance of coming. You know, there was the typical, the Raiders raise. We were played long to drive up the price. Yeah. I believe, well... Sources let us believe that initially it was quite likely that he was a good chance of coming. Yes. So I don't think it was one of these whole ducks and drakes just going through the motions, taking us for a ride. I think he was, you know, interested at one stage, but then obviously the Titans uh, sharpened their pencil a bit and mm. he took he took the easy option, which is to stay at the Gold Coast. I think he would have really yeah. benefited him. But is it the easy option? I mean, is it the easy option? Well, he's going to be under scrutiny again. Yeah, he'll be under scrutiny. He'll be a big fish in a small pond. You've got to wonder about the vibe. Given how many Gold Coast teams have actually gone under, how many iterations, what are we on now, number five? Um, You know, is that the stable place? Now, at the moment, I'd say they've got a very good list. I'd actually like the way they were playing the Tigers, so it's hard to tell how good their form was last weekend. And they played well, and he played well. But... You know, how long is it going to last? You know, when's the next time that, you know, six players are going to get associated with something and get rubbed out, for example? You know, I just think I just think if he really wanted to, um, you know, take his football to the next level and move to the Raiders, teaming up with like Tarpany, yeah. Papali, et cetera, yeah. escaping the scrutiny yeah. would have benefited him. But ultimately, yeah. he chose to stay on the Gold Coast. So 
Matthew. Yeah, it's pretty. It's common knowledge that we have a pretty amazing forward pack, and he would have complimented it. But ultimately, you know, if the iron was hot late November, early December when he came down to visit us, and we were looking at signing his girlfriend at the time, um, it just didn't work out. I mean, mm. You know, by the sounds of it, we had the highest offer on the table then, but then the Gold Coast and Brisbane came in with higher offers just recently, and. Mm. And I'm glad we didn't try and stay in it. You Look, know, if we if we did get to sign him and we signed him for 900, 950 a million, it's that's a lot on an edge back rower that, that kind of comes in and out of games. And and the story is though that we offered 900, yeah, and he's re-signed at the Titans for 800. Yeah, yeah. but the other story coming out this week was that Brisbane came in with more, and the Titans upped that as well to match it. So maybe the Titans might have offered him. More than what they did when we were the higher bidder yeah. a few months back, but I, I'm I'm okay. I mean, I, we get oh, it. Look, He's an impressive football player, yeah. but I'm I'm okay with. It would have been a, on now. It would have been a massive coup, but you know, are we better off spending that money on someone you know in the spine? Really, yeah. Uh, is is is? I mean, let's point out to people. Then we have to face this. I know no one wants to face it, but 2012 is a long time ago when a young Jack White and debuted. He's 30 years old. We have to be thinking about the spine and what's coming through now, you know, yeah. and, and Fafita is not a spine player and we need to be thinking about the future. Well, hook, hookers, you know, hookers, the main one, obviously. And, um, you know, we've got three hookers probably on combined less than, yeah, less than that sort of money. Um, and, and the jury's still out on Savage. The jury's still, I mean, we yeah. all love Savage. We want to see him do well, but the jury is still, mm. He's still out on Savage. Yes, Exavia. I mean, it's unfortunate that Exavia has a busted jaw at the moment. Yeah, but and he's looked a lot better in the trials. But let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah, mm. it's a hard position to play, and obviously we've got a bit of we, we're struggling at the club right now with a bit of depth in that particular position. But if mm. you look at a lot of other clubs, you know, under the salary cap, apart from maybe the Roosters who are mm. working in their own little budget. Um, Allegedly. Yeah, what are you suggesting? Yeah. What are you suggesting, Matthew? <laughs> I'm su- you're trying yeah, to bring the good all... name of this podcast down by making scurrilous <laughs> accusations. <laughs> Sombrero's bigger than this beanie. But I, I I look at some other clubs that have thrown big money at um forwards, edge or middle uh, at the time. And it's hard to keep up that consistency in those positions. I know uh, Jason Tamalolo has been able to bring back some form, but it really scuttled that club for a little while. You look at Manly. Manly They've got so much money invested in three or four players. It's it's a huge part of the salary cap to be throwing at an edge back rower. I, I'm I'm kind of glad that we haven't, and we we know the potential obviously with Hutto and and maybe um Cordy Hutto with Anata, and mm-hmm. I, I just feel like there are other positions in our thirty squad that we could yeah, be spending that kind of that money. That we need to strengthen, yeah. But the argument is who do you, who do you spend on who do you get? But there's always there's right. always going to be something. Look, it's just I, I think you know going on to what we're going to talk about in the next segment. Uh, it's not the end of the world. Other news, of course, uh, Jordan Rapiner at it again. He's taken the three weeks. He's he's chosen not to go to the judiciary. Strangely and enough, he's only got we charged. Do, we do that though. I've I said it on this podcast early in the season. We always guilty plea. Always, yeah. yeah. Unless it's unless it's like Jack White and you know, yeah. Going to the finals, yeah, they will we'll take that. But and, I mean, he was guilty. Yeah, he was. He, well, no, his no, arm was out a bit. No. His arm was out a bit. We'll get to that, Matthew. We'll get to that, Matthew. Mm. But also, too, he only got charged with uh, grade one. Grade one. Yeah. And and if he hadn't been busted twice for the same thing in the last twelve months, because that's the way I think it works now with the carryover yeah, yeah, points. Yeah, it's right. a rolling twelve month period. It isn't necessarily season by season. He would have got off with a fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, at, at the start of the season, you, you could have said to Jordan Rappin, one thing, 
just don't shoulder charge. Yeah. Please don't, don't shoulder charge. would if I was the coach tell him to do exactly what he did again he did it at a time in the game when we needed a momentum change yeah, what we, if he gets sin binned at that yeah, point we were I was lucky he didn't get stunned he wasn't sin binned the, the game was on a knife surge and we were about to get blown out and we needed to turn it somehow and one of the ways that we've done it in the past is some strong defence and it's usually Jack Arapa Horse or Hatterwitanida you know and I remember Jack doing against Cronulla a couple of years back and Rapa took it upon himself deep in that corner to try and turn some momentum and he got his timing wrong. But I I, I also have been arguing with some friends over the last couple <laughs> Is of that days. that what you no, call it? Getting his no, timing the, the, wrong. The, 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 uh, hear me out, and I know the listeners will probably be able to attest to this. The shoulder charge and the really hardcore clamping down on the shoulder charge was brought in to stop that. Yeah, the bracing, sunny, the Sonny Bill Williams. The, yeah. the, the, the Sonny Bill Williams, yeah. so merely the side on one where you yeah. just drop the shoulder. That wasn't that. That was just a massive hit front on where the shoulder had first contact. Yeah. And if you played rugby league from the time you were taught at the age five, you were taught to hit with the shoulder first and wrap the arms. Rapper just hits so well that the arm didn't get, Doesn't get around time. to wrap. But he was still wrapping the arm. Yeah, I agree. And, his arm was in a wrapping position. It just didn't get around. Now, I, I would 100%, if I was the defensive coach, congratulate him and say, mate, that's just one of those 50-50s that we're not going to win and you've got a bit of a bad rep. And if, if we were all on different group chats as Raiders fans with mates of other clubs, they all hate Rapana. But yeah. that was a great tackle, man. That wasn't... I hate Carl like, Felt. Felt hit, hit had a winner in the chin. Hit him in the chin. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but, but the, yeah, that's right. We did. But having said that, like they balanced each other out. Last season, no question whatsoever... Rapa goes to the bin for that offence, probably gets sent off the season before, Go, you know, whatever. We didn't lose it. Had we lost a man at that stage, we were out of the match, no question whatsoever. So the fact that, yes, Feld, I strongly believe, got caught a win and had a winner nighter in the, in the chin and should have had something doctor. against him. Yeah, should yep. have had something done to him. But it balanced out because... Well, Rapa didn't go off. Did Rapa? What happened in All Stars? I can't remember now. It didn't balance out because Scott Drinkwater didn't have to go off. Yeah. Had a win and Naira had to go off. We yeah. lost an edge back row and we lost a fullback for. Drinkwater should have gone off. I get, but yeah, I mean, if yeah. I guess he'd gone to Sinbin, he would have. But did Rapa get in trouble in the in the All Stars this year? I know he did last yeah, year. He got suspended, didn't he? Oh, was that no, last he, year? No, no, that was last year. Last but he got sinbin in the trial. He yeah, got yeah. sinbin in the trial. Then round one, he's got sinbin. Like if you'd said to him at the start of the year, come on, Robert, just you know, just just maybe just rein it in a bit. He's doing a really bad job of it. But I mean, I love Jordan Rubber. You, you will know Tim since we started this show. Mm. I've been like 
a massive fan of Jordan oh, yeah, yeah, Ruff. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've said... I have talked to him into the best form of his career by calling for him to go to reserve grade. I was even, the motivation that led to even, him getting even, his winning medal. Even before you suggested that he should go to reserve grade, I, once, I said at the start, of, I think when we started this podcast, that he had gone up to the greatest ever Canberra's winger, in my opinion, and you were trying to tell me that Leslie Vanacolo and Kenny Nagus were ahead of him. No, I was trying to tell you Chicka Ferguson is still the greatest winger that's ever been at this club. He's not. I love I love Kenny Nagus, but Rupp is the He's number not. one. Yeah, Rupp is the number one, and I'll, no. I, I'll I'll always say unleash the Rupper. Like it's a fine cop- line. It's a fine line because you can't it rate him too line. much because he obviously inspires the team and all the rest. Of it. But if there's a player that sums up the Raiders in over the last 10, 15, 20 years, it's Jordan Rupper. Just a oh, uh, mixture of just of just beauty and madness, you know. Just rocks and diamonds, from, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he sums it up. I would have said it was Jared Kennedy, but <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> anyway, more news. More news. Um, I got an exclusive. An exclusive. An exclusive, direct from the man himself, the great Dennis Carnahan. Right. The creator of, of the Black and the Pork theme. Unbelievable theme song. I don't think there is a better theme song nah, for there's a not. podcast anywhere out there. There's not. Definitely not in the uh, rugby league sphere. Definitely not. Um. Yeah, Dennis Carnahan. I, I spoke to him earlier in the week, and uh, he gave me the exclusive story. Rugby League the musical mm. is returning to Canberra in twenty twenty three. My God! And you know what, listeners? We're going to be running a competition, and there will be free tickets for that. It's going to be magnificent. Some lucky people, and there's even going to be a meet and greet with a man himself with yeah. some canapes, some horse d'oeuvres, and maybe even some beer. <laughs> yeah, the pork will be there. The Don Shark will be there. there. I'll be there. We'll all be there. That's right. That's right. Hopefully not Arnie J, but you never know. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. Um, he's on weekend detention at the moment. So as long as it's on yeah, the weekend, yeah, yeah, yeah. he can't come. Uh, he's he trying to angle come. grind off the ankle bracelet <laughs> yeah, at the moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. all new show though, because obviously some of the Peter Beatty material, it's probably a little dated a bit now. old hat now, really, <laughs> so, isn't it? And you know, having a go at Tony Archer, I mean, who? I mean, who's that? I don't know who that who? is. Yeah, no, who, who? His mother doesn't even know who. But we'll tell you about the dates, and there'll be a great competition leading up to it. You get out there and support. Get excited. It's a great Camberators, man. It's funny. You'll laugh. You'll cry. It'll be magnificent. And another piece of news. And, of course, the, the biggest news of the week, the really the breaking huge news. Mm-hmm. Uh, listeners, earlier in the week, the pork became a grandfather. It's true. I did. Cheers, buddy. How does it feel? Um, Old. Very, very old. (laughs) I feel old. Uh, My hip is sore constantly. I'm always tired. I can't remember I put things down anymore. And quite frankly, you young people don't have any respect. You've got no respect. At at least now you'll have a legitimate excuse for being just old, (laughs) out of touch, and cantankerous. What do they call old pork? Old pork. Uh, salted pork. <laughs> you know, like mut- lamb turns to mutton. Yeah, what I don't is know. Pork, what does pork turn to? I don't know. I don't know prosciutto. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Have you, have, have, you, have you met your grandchild yet? No, unfortunately not yet, but it'll be very, very soon. A few, few delays in the um, uh, NICU still. Uh, All right. With a bit of breeding apparatus on, but hopefully that'll be over and done with fairly shortly. And uh, yes, uh, uh, she'll have to be dealed with pork senior, the, the new little piglet. Uh, awesome. So, where, speaking of which, where were you guys born? Just so we can we can wind the clock back. What hospital were you guys born? Canberra in? Hospital. Canberra Hospital. Royal. Oh, Canberra the, hospital. Royal Canberra. The one that no longer exists. Yeah. One that was blown up. Yeah. I was on that for sure when that happened. As was I. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Shooting for Channel Nine when that happened. I was about oh. 150 meters to the right of the carnage. Awful, huh? Like it just was awful. Really, really horrible. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. 
I'm a uh, Woden Valley Hospital guy. Just thanks for asking me, you sons of bitches, you selfish <laughs> bastards. You didn't want to know, but yeah, no, we, we, we don't know. We don't care. You come from Canberra, so you we and, assumed. You, yeah, we assumed and, you crawled out of something. We didn't know. You but, and you and Josh Dugan both have yeah, their yeah. Uh, their. Um, yeah, on Josh Dugan's Wikipedia page, it has place of birth Garen ACT. <laughs> <laughs> so, were you born in the Dugan ward? <laughs> yeah, Woden <laughs> okay, Valley. Okay. Look, let's talk about the Cowboys game because look. There was a lot to come out of that. I think, Ryle, it was very disappointing to lose that match. I don't think many people walked away and thought to themselves, well, there's the season gone. I, I no, thought it was just great all. defense against a Cowboy side in that first half whose handling was just unbelievable. I was proud of our team. I couldn't have been prouder of the, of the effort. I mean, the amount of ball they had yeah. was ridiculous. Yeah. And for us to hold our line as well as we did, yeah. to go in at eighteen six at half time, I thought, well, we're yeah. genuine chances, and we were. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Were. And it, it's it's testament to the team and the spirit that's in the team and the, the spirit that Ricky has, you know, put in that team. Because lesser sides, I guarantee, would have wilted. Folded. I've seen Raider sides in the past that had that situation happened, we would have lost by thirty, forty yeah, points. Yeah, it'd be all. It would be completely all over. By halftime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, the second half just would have been a, a um, procession. And look, obviously, we've been working on a defence in the off-season. Madge has come in. Well, that the was defense, clear. The defence looked rock solid. Two of their three tries came from kicks. Mm. I mean, whether, you know, we want to say um, Seb Chris was out of position or not, you know, Ricky said he wants him in the line, and that's yeah. that's a, that's the system they're adopting. Yeah, yeah. And I'm much not sure. more Reese Robson with those those little grubbers from, from dummy half. They were outstanding. For a... For a you know, a hooker who's been thrown away by a number of clubs. My God, you know, who are those clubs and what idiots were they? Because that bloke can play. Yeah. What do you think, Matt? Uh, I don't know. It was interesting. I was really um, pleased with so many aspects in the game. Also really disappointed with just the result because we were on top. They were gassed. And yeah, it's, one of, it's one of those things, you know, having spoken to a couple of people at the club, I know our focus this year, especially in first grade, is, is they've changed up. Um, the way that we want to defend. And one of the things um, that we want to try and do is have a lot um, firmer contact. And we were hitting hard. And, yep. and I was really pleased with the middle defense. You know, I um, Tamalolo didn't have a huge game against us. Um, obviously, Reuben Cotter played well. Um, he really did. And their, and their spine was pretty decent. But yep. just about our first contact. And I thought we'd miss Adam Elliott a lot, especially in that weather. But I was pleasantly surprised with... Um, Solo with Pasami Solo, his defense really? was amazing, amazing. And then, mm. and just our one-on-one. I, I thought his ball running was good too. I, yeah. I, was, I was pleased with. It. He reminded me of young Jay Tarpanay in two thousand. He looks. He looks, what he, looked like. he looks dynamic. I saw a stat. I think it was on the greenhouse that um, the time that he was on the field, he's participating yeah. in every second tackle. He's, so he's making a tackle two a minute or something. Yeah, it's crazy, crazy. Oh, and, and he was impressive as hell. And the smile on his face for that big unit, I liked it. You he, know, and. and I, and I think we're going to get a lot of confidence out of that. I think yep. we, we built another game. Uh, you know, our combinations weren't great. Obviously, our attack no. was very, very simple. Was, and, and, yeah. But we were, we were playing a very specific type of attack. We were trying to drag them in and drag yeah. them in and drag them in mm. and tie their middles, and it worked. We scored, you know, a really easy try through Emre Gula. Mm. Um, Starling wound back the clock and had an amazing game. Hallsborough had an amazing game. I, mm. I, Who saw that coming? None of us saw that coming. None of us. No, no we were all bagging him. Yes, yeah. that's absolutely right. He looked like nothing, and then he turned up, and he was that guy. It was it was really good. I was you know, incredibly and, impressed with it. And if it was if if you know, I mean, if Harley just held onto that ball, maybe I know that was that was, that was the turning point. That was the t- he hangs on that ball. He looked like a guy who hadn't played football in about three years. 
But they had nothing right. up to that point. They had nothing no, up to no, that no, point. But look, let, let's the benches, let's... the benches were the big difference because yeah. their bench really offered very little. They didn't put Tamo until the last ten minutes. Yeah. But our bench, and that was a, that was our strength last year. Yeah. And you know, hopefully it's gonna be a strength again this year because when um, Horse and Emre came on, and and Starling as well, mm. the momentum just shifted completely. Yeah. yeah. No, I, look. I, thought I mean, it was... our attack looked for our attack looked very basic. Obviously, it was a very basic game plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm happy at the start of the year to build our foundation on solid defence. I mean, you look at the Roosters when they won the, the premiership in 2018 and 2019. Yeah. Start of the year, their defence was rock solid and their attack was pretty rusty. Yeah. And it the, the attack can develop. Yeah. Throughout Absolute, the season, absolutely. Absolutely, right? If you got if you got the foundation of a good defense, yeah, yeah, you won't go away from that. And, there, and there's no question. It's, That's the yeah. thing, right? Like if you think you lose, if you lose Savage a week and a half before the season or two weeks before the season starts, your attack is going to be clunky. So you want to yeah, simplify right. the way that you're attacking the ball, and you want to focus on completion. And look, we had a cu- we had a couple of drop balls in that first half, but they yeah. were they were one of those things that just happens. Like Seb Chris got whacked in one yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, and it just came out. And and Tarpanay. Tried to do too much and drop the they, ball. Yeah. You know. They completed twenty-four from twenty-four in the first yeah, no, half. It ridiculous. was weird they, throwing the ball around. Like they they played so well, and our defence held so well. I mean, the fact yeah. they only scored three tries when they're a side of that caliber with that amount of ball um, was great. And the fact that we still had the bottle that when we got an opportunity, we went and scored. It just it hurt the Cowboys thinking to themselves, "All right, I, we thought we'd put these guys away, but we hadn't." I yeah. look, I, I saw no poor performers in that. There's no one in that where I'm going to point and say, oh, you know, what else? I had my own feelings about man of the match. Um, I, I was going to, because I was looking across, and there were so many players you could actually go with and say, you were good, you were good, you were good. You've already mentioned Big Red. We've already mentioned Salo. We've already mentioned Tommy Starling. The other one, and I don't think he got enough ball. I think we need to get him more. Matt Timikoff. Every time he touched the ball, he was dangerous. Yeah. Every freaking time he touched it, he was incredible. He looks bigger than he ever has before. He looks faster. He looks stronger. His defense, did he miss a tackle? I'm not sure he did. And I don't know if any of us did, but his he, leg speed's amazing, right? He, like he bent the line he, every time. He gets yeah. he He's my vote for Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork uh, $20 land speed record voucher for Man of the Match. I don't hate it. I was going to give it a big red, but I don't hate what, What's your? I love Matt Timoko. So. What's, what's your view there, Matthew? Oh, it's it's tricky, I guess. Um, yeah, we need a point Timoko. system where we could each give points, and then we could. Or like the Dalliums this year, where there's like two voters. And <laughs> yeah. I, I I was thinking, um, Emre Guler or um, Big Red, Tommy Starling. And, Tommy and Starling Red. had a great game, but there was like his service is still frustrating. There was one set when yeah. we it was early in the second half, um, and first of all, when Jack got taken out, yeah, we did the kick through, he got taken yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Tommy's passed the ball and he's had to catch it like way above his head. Then we've got the repeat set and it was just bad pass after yeah, bad yeah, pass yeah. with no width. Yeah. That concerned me. But obviously but his energy it was a epic. great try. The try was sensational. So that was... Um, it was a little bit arsy. He knew what he was doing and there was a lot of strength in the little bloke together. Oh, yeah. So. I, I absolutely love Tommy Stone. I love him. That was that was he's good. Look, it, it's pretty hard. I, I find it really hard. I mean, I was going for Timoko because I just think there's so much upside to him. But you're right. And the thing with Gula and Big Red is they were starting, in our opinion, on such a low base for them to come in and play that game. You know, how much does that play a part in us putting them above? You know, I just didn't see a bad player on the field, frankly. Um, I would have loved to see, this is my major comment, I would have loved to see Fogarty with the ball in his hands more. Yeah, there were times, again, where there were sets where he wasn't, when we were on the attack, yeah. and he didn't get the ball until the fifth minutes for a kick. Yeah. And we either went... Yeah. 
crash ball, crash ball occasionally to Jack. Yeah. Got to go to Fogarty more. It's yeah. like we're neglecting a whole side of the field at and times. Every time I see him running or doing stuff, I just think more and more, oh, my God. Yeah, and he's got Timiko outside him as well. You know, I was, I was sad when George Williams goes, and now I'm sort of thinking to myself, yeah, well, we've got Fogarty now. I'm, I'm very happy with it. Um, anyway, it was, one of it was one of Fogarty's quieter games for us for a little while, actually. You know, yeah. if you think about how dominant he's been in a couple of games, and they very much stuck to the left and right. There, yeah. there wasn't much link play between the halves. Correct. And so, we've been last late last year there were there was a lot more of that where yeah. Jack was playing second receiver and they, they really didn't do it on the weekend at all. So you might yeah. see a bit more of that this weekend, but maybe. I, I think they're going to be conservative as well. Anyway, this is what we're going to do for the man of the match, the $20 land speed records. The first player out of Tommy Starling, Emre Gula, Big Red, or Matt Timikoff to come here. Landspeed Records, I'd go to Landspeed Records, not here, we're not at Landspeed Records, to go to the counter at Landspeed Records and say, I'm here to claim my $20 Landspeed Records Man of the Match voucher for the best performer against the Cowboys, that's them, okay? Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. First one to come. Yeah, it sounds good. Okay, so, and there'll probably be a rush for it. I'd say Tommy's probably, oh no, Timiko's the fastest, so he'll probably do it. Um, but there were a few things that um, annoyed me. In fact, you might say, the ground my gears. You know what really grinds my gears? And you know what grinds my gears, Blake? The um, Redcliffe Dolphins, oh, sorry, the Dolphins um, jersey. No, no, I don't mind the jersey. No, that doesn't, that doesn't grind my gears. 4 p.m. 4 kickoffs near the Capricorn uh, longitude. Yeah, sort of. yeah that, I, I, I'm not a big fan of that. No, what grinds my gears is walls for drop goals. I mean, you could see that one coming over. I knew, I knew when we dropped the ball and they moved upfield that Mr. Lego Head was going to get there and just put a goal. That, that you could see that coming from a while off. But I thought to myself, they're going to make sure there's no wall there. They're going to make sure no wall there. Now, Graham Annesley has come out and said, well, it didn't matter that there was a wall. Shouldn't have been, but there was a wall because Elliot Whitehead was offside. Yeah, he wasn't square at marker. He wasn't square at marker, so it didn't really matter. And the Raiders could have used a challenge, but it would have been pointless anyway because we hadn't used our challenge. Yeah, but anyway, but yeah, he was... He was offside regardless, so it doesn't really matter. But, oh, come on. Come on. Yeah, if you say no walls, you know, the whole point of a field goal is you have to take the chance of potting that thing across while some raging maniac comes flying at you trying to kill you. And that, if you can still pot that field goal, well, you deserve the extra point in the victory. But if you've got, like, 1,500 kilos of meat standing between you and there, you know, why don't you just throw it over or shoot it over with a spud gun? Especially when it's Tamalala. He is now literally almost as wide as he is tall. Yeah, and he's just a, he's a huge piece of meat, and he's still bloody fast. So, you know, you know, get rid of the wall. Or alternatively, just call it what it is. It's gridiron. We're just having how, a, a snap, you know? How, how do you stop that, though? There's always guys there for every kick on the fifth tackle. If, so now like, that they're doing a field. In this case, they are level with the play of the ball, which they were. So you can't actually pass it for them without it going forward. Like you can't actually pass it for them without it either being illegal or, you know, that's a wall. They have to at least be behind the ruck and in motion. If they're yeah. behind the ruck and in motion, not a wall. If they're in front of the ruck and standing, you know, side next to the ruck and or standing still, it's a wall. And it's one of those things that once the score is done, they can put their hand up, then they review if there's a wall. If there's a wall, it's a bloody penalty. Easy, like, because I mean, what what's the point of that? I want to see someone have a go at the field goal. I don't want to see someone, you know, like basically, it, it's gridiron. It's like you will have a snap and the person will come and knock the the spot over. You know, Mister yeah. Lego Head Chad Townsend, he's great at field goals. He's you give him no pressure whatsoever. He's going to pop that every day of the week. Anyway, it grinds my gears. It grinds my gears. Um, you know what else grinds my gears? 
Danny Stewart, he's an idiot. <clears throat> yeah, it is Danny Stewart, the uh, half-brother of a uh, Canberra's coach, Ricky Stewart. <clears throat> uh, now, in regards to that uh, performance uh, against the Cowboys last Saturday night, uh, I'll tell you what, I was uh, watching the, uh, the game at the pub there with uh, I'd have probably 25 screens under my belt before kickoff, and... Uh, before the end of the game, I'd probably edge my way into the uh, into the thirties. But uh, I'll tell you what, I was uh, I was one proud half brother after that game of footy. Now, <coughs> uh, fuck old baller in the first half to uh, have everything go against us. The cows completing it a ninety nine percent or whatever it was, and to only be down eighteen six. Uh, I remember turning to my mate and uh, saying, uh, "Fuck me, uh, if this isn't a premiership winning footy team, I don't know what is." <coughs> so I've never been uh, more convinced of a uh, Raiders premiership. Uh, not only did Rick have 17 blokes hurting in there after that footy game, he had uh, 17 blokes in there that couldn't have uh, given anything more to that uh, famed uh, Green Raiders jersey. So uh, you can't ask much more than that. Uh, things are looking up and uh, hopefully we can uh, go and uh, do a job on uh, Wayne's Dolphins on uh, Saturday Arvo. <coughs> now I've got it on good authority that uh, Rick has Wayne's measure as far as uh, wins and losses are concerned in the coaching department. Uh, Rick told me that himself. Uh, don't make me uh, research that and... Uh, actually Google what the actual record against him is, but uh, yeah, I'll go into that game believing that uh, Rick Willen truly has Wayne's measure as a footy catch. <coughs> uh, so uh, looking forward to the game on Saturday, and uh, go you uh, Green Machine. Like I said, he's an idiot. He's our idiot. Yeah, he's our idiot. He he's like Rapper. Yeah. He's our idiot. He's our idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He's definitely our idiot. But um, you wouldn't say he was an ass clown. <laughs> and it's time for Ass Clown of the Week. <laughs> well, brought to you by Raiders Plumbing. Oh, Raiders Plumbing, because if you need ass, ass, you need ass crack. And if you need ass crack, you need plumbing. And if you're going to have a plumber, you better get down to Raiders Plumbing because they're going to give you the best green ass crack there is. Um, like, yeah, my son said said something to me the other day about the sponsorship of this segment. Yeah, he said, "Have you actually asked Raiders Plumbing?" For um, their approval, because we have the great friends of the show, <laughs> the fantastic said, friends of the show. He said, "Can you just say things to your sponsors?" I think that's illegal. <laughs> what an allegation from that! I make you get no. They're they're on board. <laughs> Absolutely, Trev and Ray down at, at Raiders Plumbing. They're lifelong supporters and they're massive supporters of this show. And um, you know, yeah, they they pay big bucks to be associated. With very this show. very <laughs> big bucks to be associated with this show, <laughs> and especially the, the Ask Clown of the Week because. <laughs> It's the highest ranking segment the of the whole show. Highest ranking segment on the there's, show. There's people that wait for this segment. Really? As soon as it's over, they turn off. There's a beanie about, yeah. about this. I mean, there's merchandise. It's huge. Anyway. Anyway, who's your ass clown, Tim? For me, it's got to be Rapper. It's yeah. got to be Rapper. Oh, come on. Come oh, no, you, on. You're fine. At that point, I was stunned. I thought, oh, game over. Game over. The replay was so obvious. It was game over. And then it didn't. I went, Okay, that's good. I don't know how we got away with that, but I knew we were going to pay for it with some other decision going against us at the other end of the game. And and sure enough, it's it not did. often that I agree with you on something on this show, but yeah, Rapper, you can't go past him for ass clown. What about you, Matthew? Uh, no, nah, mine's Cole Felt. I fucking hate Cole Felt. Yeah. So, well, yeah they cancel just... each other out, really. You know, it's like everyone. See, I like Cole Felt a... when he's not playing us. No, but when no. he's playing us, he's like, like, no. Cole Felt. He's like we sort of said about players um, last week, that certain players, when they get a bit old, they get a bit yeah, slow yeah. and they get a bit nasty. Yeah. He's the same. Yeah, yeah, two yeah. peas in a pod. Yeah, but in 2015, he stopped the Broncos getting a premiership with a last-minute try, and I'm always going to appreciate him for that. Yeah, always. Not a bad point. Yeah, it's not a bad point. Um, but uh, I'll tell you someone who never makes a good point. That's the Shark. 
All right, everybody, that's what's up. See that? See how that game played out last week? That was all me, all right? I know these players listen to the show. So if I call a few out, guess what? They're going to they're gonna lift their game, all right? Look, I'm sorry. Negative reinforcement works. You hear that, parents? Go out there, yell at your kids, okay? It works. It gets results. I mean, look at it. I call out, you know, the red horse. He goes out there and plays his ass off. All right, same thing with Emory Guler. The dude looked like the second coming of Godzilla. And all the Cowboys players were like the little towns and to- little buildings in Tokyo. All right, he was just tearing through everybody. All right, so you're welcome. That's all I have to say. You're welcome. It's going to happen more throughout the season, but Coach Sharkey does it again. Mm-hmm. All right, also, speaking of Emory Guler, apparently he's got a haircut or something. I don't know. I haven't noticed because uh, I don't pay attention to stuff like that. But, you know, people who commentate on games and go on Twitter, they have some funny stuff to say about my boy. How about this? Shut your goddamn mouth. You heard me. Not only am I the football expert on the show, I'm also the expert in hair. All right? If he plays like he did last weekend, he could go out there with Donald Trump's haircut. I do not care. All right? You think he looks funny? Well, yeah, keep yapping, and you're going to look funny. All right? Like the meme says, leave Emory alone! That's the final word. All right, this week... For Mark of the Shark, it's kind of a somber tone. A very unfortunate thing happened this last weekend. Famous SST Records engineer and producer Spot, Glenn Spot Lockett, passed away. Uh, Yeah, he was really integral in shaping the way that punk and hardcore sounded on record. He, I mean, he engineered or produced Black Flag, The Minutemen, The Descendants, Husker Du, uh, the big boys, the misfits. I mean, the list goes on and on. And that's kind of just scraping the surface. So this week, I mean, this isn't even a bit. I'm going to walk. I'm going to look in my car. I'm sitting in my car. I do this bullshit in my car because I don't want my family to think I'm insane. Um, so I'm going to look around the car. And I bet you I find a record that he has. Yeah, I still have CDs. Yes, I am a caveman. Oh, here we go. Look. Here we go. Mark of the Shark this week. Meet Puppets 2. All right. Another one that Spot had his hand in. So, for this week, I'm going to chuck this on, and I'm going to say, R.I.P. Spot, rest in power, and rest in power, Dolphins, because your little fairy tale is about to come to an end, because the Raiders are going to go up there and stomp in your blowhole. Go, you great things. I was uh, at Woden Plaza recently and I saw a very aggressive tattooed bald man with glasses sitting down and I thought to myself, oh, that one's a bit seedy. I thought it might be the shark. It wasn't, but it was highly reminiscent <laughs> of him. And, speaking, um, speaking of the shark, we actually made, we reached out to another podcast last week. Mm-hmm. We made an offer. Mm-hmm. They can take him. Yeah. I'm revising the terms. Yeah. We don't want anything in return. No. Just take him. And we're throwing in some land speed record vouchers, some Arnie J honey, <laughs> and some porks jalapenos. And if Matthew ever gets around to it, he'll be And out a date here. with Matthew. A date with oh, Matthew. I'll, I'll throw in anything to get rid of the shark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, already Phoebe's very excited about her uh, one-on-one personal coffee date with uh, with, with Matt Heather Locklear, Hollywood Neves when he's back. Love in you, Phoebe. But we've also had... Um, Ms. Gill has reached out and said she's far more excited about the price structure if that's on offer. 
Yeah, we're gonna get gonna get some interesting entries then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Matt at first sight, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe it's not good. Anyway, let's go into the team list for this week because they are in fact out. And yeah. so for the Raiders, there's just the one change. We got Seb Chris at the back. I thought he did a good job. I thought he was out of position once or twice, but I thought his ball returns were good. I thought in generally was very good. We got Nick Kotrick on one wing, and coming in for the suspended uh, Jordan Rapana. We have Albert Hopoate. There was a lot of money on Elijah Anderson. There were some people going James Schiller, but it's going to be Hopper. I, I thought... ran a poll. So I ran a, I ran a poll on the Blake and the Pork Twitter. Yeah. And uh, Hopoate, 27%. James Schiller, 41%. Yeah. Jared Croker, 22%. Croker, Croker for the wing. Croker for the wing, yeah. Yeah, did you see him play in New South Wales? I did. I yeah, did. it wasn't good. Damn. And Semi Valame, Semi Valame, ten percent. That must be Matt and his fans. Did you have? Yeah, yeah that's just me. Little. It's not my fans. It's still it's a forty-one percent. Right, Semi Valame, that's just me. What about, oh, sorry, my... Elijah Anderson. Where was he? No, I didn't. I didn't. You can only have four options. He, he had. No, I had to have Matt. Have you saw the, you saw Matt. the Reggies the other day too. He had a blinder, Anderson. Yeah, he was. Oh, he's great. He was fantastic. That I, second try scored was brilliant. I'm actually quite surprised that that didn't force him. Well, the thing is, okay, so the thing is. It was always going to be Albert Hopawade because Albert Hopawade is up on Queensland with the team. He's been training with the team in mm. camp with the squad. They're not going to then bring in someone else ahead of him. Yeah, mate. I mean, his dad would be furious if they did that. He would. No, but, <laughs> but one of the other things that you also pointed out to me earlier today, Blake, was um, every single game that Hopper played last year, he got more run meters than Kotrick. Yeah. So and yeah. we, we, we remember how fantastic he was in a couple of those games. So yeah, yeah. I'm excited oh, no, I, for Hopper to get a chance. I think we had, we had lots of good options. He's going to do, he's going to do that. The dirty carries the hard work that yeah. we're going to, cause we're going to lose a lot with that wrap route. But oh, Hopper's no. shown that he can, he's up for the task. But last week in the Reggies and it was a, against a good parasite, wasn't it, Matthew? Um, yeah, very, very good side. It was a good side. His dirty carries, his speed, his effort. Like, he looked like we'll be seeing him first grade this year. I'm certain of it. He was a really, bunch really of players um, impressed me in that game. And I'll talk about it a bit later. Right, but right, do you know, we'll do you know who, who actually impressed me as well what? on the wing? Jed Stewart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, that's right. He was pretty good, wasn't he? Um, so, in the centres, we got Matt Timoko. We got Harley Smith Shields. Uh, he'll be better for the run. He's got yeah. left. Yeah. Then in the house we've got White and then Fogarty. Catch the ball. In the... Shh. Leave him alone. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We've we got uh, Solo at number eight. We've got Tarpanay at 10. We've got Levi at nine. Hudson Young and Elliot Whitehead in the second row with CHN at 13. In the uh, reserves, we got Starling, Mariota, who we hadn't mentioned at this point, but gee, he's an excitement machine, our outer. He was very good. Mm -hmm. Big Red and Emre Gula, also really good um, there. We're up against a, a Dolphin side, which is emboldened. I think that's a fair word to say, yeah. emboldened by that performance. That was a great performance. I think the Roosters may have thought it was going to be easier than it was. And when it wasn't, they didn't adjust fast enough. And the Dolphins are better than we all thought they were going to be. So it was a mixture of the two things. The Dolphins winning, though, being so up for it that first game mm. and winning um, is the best thing that could have happened to us. I don't, because they were at Lang Park. If it had been actually at Redcliffe, I would totally agree, but they're actually going to Redcliffe yeah, this weekend, and it's a sellout. It's sold out. That's um, fine. Red, Redcliffe's a great track. It's dry. That's where the sun, the, the Melbourne Storm feeder team scored a bunch of points, and, and it's also the Housen and our disgraceful loss against the Warriors last season. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. But I, I, but one of the things that um, I think Timmy Williams might have mentioned, or oh, somebody else maybe it might have been Timmy, uh, Sam's brother. Um, one of the things that the Dolphins definitely do, they play a very simple game. It's it's a Wayne Bennett type of style of football where it's 
you know, it's about unity. It's about uh, contact and defense. It's about quick play the balls. They're not, they're not expansive. They don't have a spine like the Cowboys. They're not going to be able to put on those trick plays between um, Lego head, did and drink water, mm. you know, that is it's going to be better now. He's just like, he's top of the, he's a beautiful now. footballer to watch. Goodness he's, gracious, he's, man. he's good. He's like watching a rugby union five eight play fullback in rugby league. He's just got he's got Everything. touch and yeah, he's just and amazing speed footballer. And his tackling, he's like, he's real across the board. He's good. He and um, he'd but, be worth throwing money out, wouldn't he? He really would, and I'm sure well, Melbourne he's resigned. Yeah, yeah, probably they know what um, they've but, got. But I think I think this game against it's you know styles make fights, right? And I think this going up against the Dolphins. It's not going to be the same as what we struggle with against the Cowboys. They're mm. they're kind of similar to what we offer, I think, and it's going to be a, a pretty interesting match. And I'd put our foot back against theirs, and I look forward to it. I, it's going to be yeah. a day game again. And well, I they've got I'm... they've got uh, Hamasai Tabo Fido at the back, and he played pretty well, fast as as we know, ex Cowboys on one wing, ex Bronco Jermaine Asako, who looked pretty good on the other one, ex Bronco Tessie Nui, who also looked pretty good, both fast, both have a real go. Um, in yep. the centres, we've got you and Aitken, X-Dragons, X-Warriors, um, really looked up for the challenge. I'm never quite sure why he fell out of favour at the Dragons. Um, Didn't pass the ball. Maybe. I really like the way he did. Still Bren- doesn't. <laughs> oh, I know. Brenko <laughs> Lee, who's a great big chunk of meat, and you've got to remember he's got a Queensland origin win under didn't, his belt and a premiership wing. Didn't he Bren- show some wheels when he got into space? Didn't he? He, <laughs> he was as quick as Terry Campese in 2014. There's no question. He was blowing the doors off it. Um, then you got the young Katoa kid who went in for Milford, and I think that proved itself to be quite successful. Sean O'Sullivan, who we all knew was a good he's halfback. Handy. Yeah, he's, handy. he's a good halfback. The front row of Wallace and Bromwich, who you would have said that was the over-the-hill special, both look pretty damn good and up for the job. Bromwich better than Wallace. Jeremy Marshall King, I've never seen him play that well. When he was at Canterbury Bankstown, I've never seen him play as well as he did. Oh, he had, he had a good year last year. Give, him, did, give, the, give the guy some credit. He, you know, was, he had one of his best games of his life on yeah. the weekend, but he, he did have a good year last year. He really and we've, we'd been calling with the Melbourne Storm last year that uh, Felice Cafusi was over the hill and pass it. Well, he shoved that one up our... Yeah, but I, it's 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 easy for these old blokes to get up for a big occasion like that. Mm. Where to back it up a week later, I mean, I know they're at home, and I know it's you know in theory the home ground of 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 the Dolphins, and there'll be some rabid Queenslanders in there. Mm. But I don't think they'll be as up. I don't think they'll be able to rise for the occasion as much as they did the first time. Well, maybe, but he looked really good. And then Kenny Bromwich, he looks as good as ever. You know, he's still got a lot of him. And Tom Gilbert at 13, I thought, added a lot. So I actually thought their whole side was pretty damn good. It looks good. Then you go to the bench. You got Lemelu, uh, Lemelu um, uh, in the 14. We've got Mark Nichols, the, the old goat. journeyman. The goat. the goat, former University of Canberra student. Yeah, well, he's still doing well. He's doing well. Nah, I love now, him. I didn't see Mason Teague. I didn't I didn't actually see him or Kurt Donahue, who make up the rest of the bench. Um, I imagine if they're there, they're there for a bloody good reason. Um, look, anyway, you know, we were all thinking that, you know, we'd go up there and be able to grind out a win, you know, because they wouldn't be so good. Well, I think we now know. We've got to win because we lost in the first row. We are up for it. It's sold out. It's at the home ground. Um, I'm certain at this stage, and the Raiders are on the Sunshine Coast as we speak. They didn't go any further, so they're, they're down there at Mooloolaba, um at the moment, and um, they know they're up for a match. What happened to Prod Ray Stone? I don't he's know. The, he's the change. Did, did, did he get injured again? He might have got injured again because he is nowhere. No, I think, I, think, um, I think one of the things that, Wayne was smart was when he recruited obviously those Melbourne guys um that we he's all not know about Ray Stone now is he no, no, no. but it, 
but we all know about Melbourne's famous. Yeah, but what about Ray Stone? My point is that it doesn't matter what you bring to the team. Oh, next man up. Next man, not 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 just next man up. If you're not fit enough, you get dropped. And Ray Stone probably wasn't trained. Like why they dropped Milford, one of their key signings. And I just yeah. feel like Ray Stone. Was the, well, maybe Ray Stone's fat too. Maybe the whole is. team, the whole team looked fat to me. It's Ray the whole Stone. Dolphins team looked fat. So whoever, didn't they get? Didn't our former strength and conditioning coach from last year mm. went back up to yeah, hook did. up with Wayne? He did. Good riddance. And I've got to say, I've never seen our side looking so ripped. Yeah, I have never seen our. Did side you see some so of the ripped. photos? Yeah, <laughs> it's like truth. They're, they're like ripped with it. The least ripped one was Papa. It was like, yeah. That shocks you? <laughs> I actually was behind uh, Papa and someone, I don't know who the other person was with him, uh, in the drive-thru at McDonald's in Gangarland once. And um, after the third big bag came through their window, I was thinking of it. But which Papa? Was, was that Was that this Papa? Or was that like after the Samoan World Cup about three years ago, Papa? Do you remember that? Uh, it, 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 was, it, was about, it was about three years ago, but there was someone else in the front seat who was big in. I don't know who it was, but three bags. You know, not the standard bag, but the big wide. <laughs> three of those came through the window, and I was like, oh, my God. got to eat. God, well, yeah, he does everything by the looks of things. Um, anyway, it's time for the, the extended bench. Who's on the extended bench? Because I thought we'd jump into that now because, well, it's competitive extended bench. We have the old Canberra Junior. Anthony Milford returning for the Dolphins. He's on the bench with another ex-Canberra, JJ Collins, ex-JJ Felice on the bench. Then Cody Nicarima, love scoring tries against the Canberra Raiders, also on the bench. Then someone like checked that claim. Do you remember that? Someone fact-checked that claim of yours? What? Last year that you said Cody Nicarima always scores against the Raiders. He's only scored two tries against the Raiders. Shut up. <laughs> Shut the hell up. Why do you what? take... One for the Broncos. And why, why are you always going to try and bring, bring no, them down? No, I'm just trying to destroy me. Just you just someone... get, is that how you get pleasure in life? Bring other people down to draw attention Can't. away from your own pathetic existence. Is no. that what it is? He, 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 I'm down, like, he, he, he might have only... Yeah, Grandpa got old. Get off my lawn! Move it on, Get kids. Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. Okay, no, okay. Maybe, so maybe Cody Rickham has only played like two games against yeah, the Raiders and he scored two tries. Yeah. In your face. Maybe. So JJ Collins in the 19 jersey. We've got Cody Nicarima in the 20. We've got Anthony Mill for the 21. And we've got Robert Jennings in the 20. And they got uh Farmasu Sealy um in the 18 as their extra man. Farmacili. Farmacili E. Farmacili E. No, I think it's Farmacili. I don't have my glasses on. I don't know where oh, they okay. are, so I can't read it oh, properly. Okay. Apologies to all those offended. It's uh, to do with my eyesight and the fact that I'm crap at pronunciations, but everyone knows that's my failing, not yours. On our extended bench for the Raiders, we've got Matt Frawley in 19, and it's it's very sad as you walk through Green Place to see Frawley's shoes is actually now closed. It's dark. It's like a little bit of joy and light in the universe. The shoes are gone. It's been silenced. Yeah. It's gone. It's gone. That's very sad. Then you got in the 20 jersey, we've got Zach Wolford, in 21, we got Trey Mooney. In 22, we got Peter Holler. And 18th man is James Schiller out there. Yeah, and that's that's good. So, look, I, I've got to say, just because Cody Nicarima, Anthony Milford, and Robert Jennings have played a lot of first grade in that, uh, I'm going to have to give the extended bench there to the Dolphins. Yeah. Boo. Doesn't happen often, but you got to give to Also, half the Raiders players aren't even going to be in Queensland. Yeah. They'll be, they'll be at um, Kipax on Sunday. Yes. New South Wales Cup team playing kickbacks 345, get their kitties. I'll be there. And who, so, who are we playing? 
North Sydney Bears, which right. is which is Melbourne, the, isn't it? Nah, it's Roosters. Roosters. Now, Roosters. Really. Roosters have they have two or three feeder sides now. They just. Oh, it's my, I, so I went so last who's, who's year. Been, I went last year when we played the Roosters. Who's I, Brisbane's feeder side now. Then? Oh, sorry, Melbourne's feeder side now. It was the Bears? Is it in the? I don't know if they're in the New South Wales Cup or. No, I think they're, they're up. They're up in they're Queensland. Up in Colorado, yeah. But the Roosters. The Roosters have the Bears. They also had the Jets. So, but they, the Jets are now Cronulla. But they also have. Yeah. The, they just signed Glebe. The Glebe. Reds or whatever they are. But that's not that's not dirty reds, cup. That's, that's dirty the reds. one below. Yeah, yeah. Don't poo poo my. Don't yuck my yum either, Blake. <laughs> that's, seriously. That's the one I, anyway, so I went. I went you from? even heard that? What? You're not on the Instagram. Um, I anyway, am on Instagram. I just don't know how to use the Instagrams. <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say is North Sydney Bears. Last year, I went and watched the Raiders reserves play North Sydney Bears, and it was um, the Roosters reserve great team and. and the coach, Jason Taylor, sat behind me. I could hear everything he said on the walkie-talkie. It was very, very I remember interesting. That. And Matt Lodge, I didn't even realise he was going to be there. That was Matt Lodge's first game in any sort of Roosters affiliated team. One of my very favourite memories at North Sydney was watching a young Jason Taylor at halfback in 1995 get absolutely poleaxed by Ricky Stewart. Like right. absolutely destroyed by him. His head snaps back. You see it and it's like that scene in The Simpsons where you say if you freeze frame it, you can see the exact moment where his heart breaks. If you freeze frame it, you can see the exact moment all his dignity left his body. It was so good. And Stuart never let him forget. I don't think there's any love lost there. So we're assuming that James Shiller anyway is gonna has flown up to Queensland or will fly up to Queensland. Well if he's the eighteenth man he really yeah. has to be. Anyway, through 3.45, Kip Axe. I better see you there at the West Belcon Lees Club to see you the You can Ridges. have a tinny. Yeah. You can have a tinny. Matt, you'd love it. It would remind you of your childhood. You can have a tinny. Uh, you can have a steak great sandwich. Man, I would have it. And, and great steak sandwiches. Great people. Just, good atmosphere. Justin Giddo's coaching um, reserve grade this year. And I was talking to him after the game uh, on the weekend when they played para. And if you, um, got, if you got your, you got your, if your if bingo, bingo mark off the name yeah, drop. Just, just, oh, just is it all about name? Oh, shit, I'm a name dropper, aren't I? Yeah, yeah you really are. Well, you haven't talked about having the chat with Brendan Cowell yet, but don't, <laughs> I know you're going to get there. I could talk about anything, but um, he was really happy with their defence and uh, he was a little bit, uh, I guess, um, he, he, when the Raiders' first grade side travels to Queensland, you know, reserve grades depleted because they travel with a bigger squad. So mm-hmm. it's a hard way to start the year when you've got um, a bunch of your players just riding the pine up in Townsville, but um, it's probably True. the same this weekend, but they even played less, really yeah, well. A bit more depleted. Yeah. Mm. yeah but I, I watched a bit of the no shoe man. No shoe man. No shoe man. Yes, that's it. No shoe man. But who's got a lift? Who? No singing. Oh, I forgot. It I used to be about the music. It used to be about the music. I don't know what I'll, happened I'll, I'll edit it back in. I'll re-edit that. No, you won't. We, we, need, we need to send you to the other podcast, formerly known as Another Podcast. That what was late, Blake. Nick and the Brick. Nick and the Brick. <laughs> My good friend, Raider Nick. You know what? There's very few people in the world who claim to love the Canberra Raiders as much as Raider Nick. So uh, personally, I'm offended by you There's guys. There's only listening. one thing Raider Nick loves more than the Canberra Raiders. <laughs> Yeah, but he's very open about it. You're always making fun of the man. I'm not making fun. I'm not picking a fight. under you. Unbelievable. No, he's a good man. He's a nice man. He bleeds green. He does bleed green. green. Do not ever doubt that for a moment. Is he he up the milk, though? Because we've got to stop that. No, he would never be be up the milk. He would never be up the milk. Every listener out there, next time Dan at the Sportress writes up the milk, can we all let him know that up the milk, Milk's gone off. The milk's sour. The, the milk's, milk's sour. off. Lift the forks. Up the forks. 
Get forks. Get forks. Give him the forks. Anyway, who's going to lift? Who's My gonna who's going to lift is, and I don't want to be hard on the guy because obviously he hadn't played for a long time, but Harley Smith Shields, three errors, drops the ball, catches that ball. I'm convinced we win. Harley, Good effort, good energy, but yeah, just maybe work on the handling a little you're, bit. You're choosing him because he's my favourite player, aren't you? No. You're just doing that to bag no. me out. Because he's my favourite player. Yeah, you say it. Is he your favourite? Is he your favourite, Paul? Since Hodjo's gone, yeah. Uh, my my favourite's Matt Threenies, Timiko. He's a very good, but Harley's, yeah. Something else. And of course, the shoe man. Of course, the shoe man. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> goes, that goes without saying. Who have you got to lift there, Matthew? Uh, I... Oh, I don't know. It's a it's a tricky one. Um, I think Fogarty, Fogarty. Sorry, I think Fogarty. Fogarty. I think we didn't put ourselves in enough good positions um, at the end. He didn't of get the ball. Six. He didn't get the ball. Yeah, but when he did, there's a couple of times that he probably should have kicked it and he didn't. Um, I know it's a pretty hard taskmaster, um, but he got I... some pretty shitty service on some of those too. And in yeah. two of the ones where he's really on the back foot, I thought he got us back into really good position too, like in a scramble. I, I, yeah. yeah you I, hard, you, I think you're going a bit hard there, Matthew. Yeah, I think you are too. Well, then I'd say probably the back five. I think early in the season, yeah. um, the back five probably need to do as much work yeah. as possible getting out of our own half. And I think, you know, you can you can pinpoint a couple of players, but if... Kodrick? if Well, well if, if um, Jordy Rapiner is doing 10 runs a game, then Kotrick should be doing 10 runs. Yeah, exactly. Tomoko should be thought. doing 10 runs and Harley should be doing 10 runs. Like they should all be, there should be like a run count on the back five because we're asking our middles if we're carrying a... Do you know how many yeah, runs Harley did? We're carrying... I've got 16 runs for 152 metres. It doesn't yeah, sound too amazing. bad to me, no. and yet that's Blake amazing. Is trying to take yeah. him down. Now, the person... Nick Kotrick, nine runs for 94 metres. Uh, Matt Tico, him... nine runs for 110. And Rapa, 13 runs for 122. Well, then Nick needs to lift a bit more there, right? Because yeah. I think Harley did pretty good. Felt based if on that. What did Seb Chris do? One hundred fifty-three. If Nick's Nick's not doing one hundred meters, he's not having a go. If we're mm. carrying a hooker on the bench early yep. in the season in Queensland, we need our back five to play like they're playing for Penrith. You know, yeah. where they're just yeah, taking absolutely. 15, 14 runs a game. And if we do I, that, I thought in the second half our our back five did actually did yeah, that. Yeah, and that, that really said, well. it's like your meters are going to be skewed when you consider that for the whole first half, we just didn't basically no one had any meters. Yeah. Well, at one point Look, in that game, it was 24 sets to four. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or five, I think. But yeah, we, we quibble. Um, my who's got a lift is um, a bit of an odd target. Well, we haven't actually talked about him, but while he didn't have a bad game, he didn't lead the way um, like he should, and that's Joe Tarpanay. If we're going to beat the Dolphins this weekend, he needs to really show that old forward pack in the um, uh, it, at the Dolphins. He needs to show them who's boss. He needs to impose himself upon that and and make it. Yeah, oh, he'll be up for it because he would have had some ding dong battles with those guys. Oh yeah, I know, I know. But, it, and but especially they'll, they'll Kiwi teammates because Kiwi they teammates. they love picking him. They've always managed to get him to lash out. He's got to lift. He's got to not lash out, and he's got to make. Big me, he's got to get those offloads away. He does that. We're a good way on the way to winning. You um, know what's interesting? You know what's interesting though? Mm. If you think about that game on the weekend and we think Taps had a quiet game, he made more meters than anyone else in our forward pack outside of Hallsborough by five meters. Tarpany made 122 meters. Yeah, I'm not saying yeah. he had a bad game. And again, like most a lot of his minutes as well were in that 
period Real where they had period. no ball and all he had to do was tackle and that, and he did like yeah. he didn't like he was really good in that but what I want to see him come on is smash through that line because when he does that it just puts us majorly on the front foot so that's what I want to lift not because but he, he he played small minutes though he played 49 minutes that's yeah. that's that's not up to what... It's round one. It's round one. He'll build. Exactly. Exactly. No, no. But anyway, that, that's a call. Um, uh, well, I'll tell you someone who's got a lift, though, is, is Lord Funkington. Hello, everyone. Lord Funkington here. And I just want to start by saying thank you and well done to everyone using our hashtag no more milk running this campaign to stop our beautiful Canberra Raiders being called the milk. Should never have been the milk. Shouldn't be the milk now. You all know why Canberra Milk have moved to Penrith, but we're not going to lag on that. I want to say thank you, well done. We're making a real difference out there. And if anyone doubted the uh, power of podcasting, Raiders with you with Blake and the Pork and Heather have shown, blown that out of the water, getting rid of the milk. On to our next usual topic, which is the white jerseys. And the jury's still out on whether the white jerseys are a good thing this year or not. Uh, I guess we will find out this weekend if we're going to be wearing them against the, the, the Dolphins, that is. Going to be a bit more of a challenge than we may have expected the Dolphins this week, but I still expect our boys to be able to put up a decent quality effort because the defence is back, baby. The defence is back. That premiership contending defence. Uh, there's no more turnstiles. Everyone's got a job to do and everyone understands what they're doing. Even uh, Corey Hadawira Nara was take, making tackles and stopping, stopping tries. I couldn't believe it before he got his head smacked in, but that's a story for another time. It's going to be an interesting one this week against the Dolphins, against Wayne. I love Wayne. He's a Canberra Raiders legend, no matter what any of you think about it. And I can't wait to see how we go. Uh, I can't wait to see how we go, but I know how it's going to turn out. You know how it's going to turn out. We're going to have a comfortable win. It'll be the Raiders by 56. you got to agree with him, though. you got to agree with him. I mean, obviously, no more milk is, is great. We've got to get rid of that. Raiders by 56, it's really taking the world by storm. Um, I, I've never actually minded the, um, the white jumper. The alternate jumper. At least it's out. My first ever Raiders jumper I owned was the was the was the white number three on the back. Do you know who the number three was for, Matthew? The white jersey. White jumper. I bought oh. it in nineteen eighty three. White jersey number three on the back. Eighty three. Yeah, you're a bit young. I was four years old, so. <laughs> Ron Giddo. I'm just going to say. Ron Giddo. Ronnie was it Gidson? Was this Jesse's old man? Yeah, Ron. I spoke oh to him God. on the phone once. I spoke to him on the phone. Uh, Ron Giddo, number three. Yeah, when Mal Meninga came in and, and my jumper was a Mal Meninga jumper. Yeah, up and down goal kicker, you know, with the ball, the Ross yeah. Conlon style he brought in him and, and Mike Eden and, and Ron Giddo then took and, and made, you know, the way that goal kicking went till such point as Daryl Halligan revolutionised it. Yeah. I um I love the white jersey and I know um Lord Funk's not a big fan, but I if we're gonna have an alternate, I'd much rather it be the white than the blue. Oh, absolutely. No. The white is historically our alternate. I've got no problem with it. I think it reminds me of the new. It reminds me, it's the early 93, was it the pre-season then we wore that one in the World Club Challenge or something, that famous one? Oh, um, no, that was a tour game against UK, Britain, Great Britain. You think? Yeah, that cool jersey had Video Easy on it, that white one. Yeah. But um, anyway. All right, All right there's, there's something that's got Blake a little bit fired up. In fact, it's made him go, on the burst! Okay. The burst, Blake on the burst is doing a full 180. I'm referring back to a previous thing I went on the burst about, and right. I'd like to issue an apology. A bursting apology? A retraction. An apology on the burst. A retraction on the burst? To Emre Gawler. Oh. I'd like to apologize. I said that he hadn't earned the right to have a ridiculously awful and stupid haircut. And he hadn't. But based on his performance mm-hmm. um, on the mm-hmm. weekend, yep. he can have whatever the hell haircut he feels like. Where, He's going to play like that. 
Staple a pork chop to the side of your head, mate. Do what you want. I did a poll. I said, has uh, on Twitter another poll? I said, has Emre Gore earned the right to have um, whatever haircut he feels like? And, and what did your Russian Ukrainian followers that you bought? Seventy-eight percent of the respondents said, damn right he has. Damn right. Well, there you go. And we did, in fact, get accused of bullying. Of uh, having a go at his uh, go at his haircut, but I just want to say on behalf of the podcast that I do not want to be involved in a world where you cannot make fun of people's haircuts, especially yeah. like those. If ones. you're going to choose to have a haircut like that, you, you got to expect that you're going to get. And look, it's all lightheaded. We're, we're all coming up, with the exception of Matthew. The rest of the people on this podcast have very rough heads. Um, only mothers can love, and in fact, some cases don't. Um, so you know. And look, my haircut, my dad always used to say he'd seen better hair on bacon. Speaking of the Emre Gore thing, though, it, it, did you hear Vossi went off about it in the cupboard? Yeah. <laughs> and then there, was a news do, then there was a news.com.au article, right, yeah. about Vossi going off and pictures of Emre Gore's haircut. And within said article, there were a number of tweets yeah. that were quotes. Blake and the Pork, two of Blake and the Pork tweets were used in that article, as, oh, was, as was a... Um, Couple of good friends of the show, Craig Norenberg yeah. and Alistair er- Erskine, also got quoted. Nice big L. I was with Al at uh, the Woolpack. Hope you're out there, Al. I know you're listening. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm I'm happy for Emre, man. Like you think about the year that he had last year. He was dropped and he struggled for confidence. When he came back in, he, he still had a couple of mistakes in him. Mm. But I remember saying to you guys preseason 2021 that this was going to be his year because I could see his body shape. I could just see him being a young papa and. Maybe it's 2023 that's going to be his year. It's like, 20, pre-season like... 2022, Matthew. Was, you yeah. weren't on the show in 2021. I was just thinking those thoughts listening to the show in 2021. No, you, weren't. you were like, you'd be at home. Like, Only the guys would have me on. This is what I'd say. People talk to your people. And then it went on like this. Look, I'll tell you someone is out there lurking. He's always out there. We don't know where he is, but it's uh, time to rip in with Arnie J. G'day, Raiders fans. Well, I'm not happy with the loss in round one, but that's about as good a loss as you could have. We went down to the wire, held our defence with virtually no ball in that first half, which is a huge achievement. I hope Ricky and the players are proud. We were a bit clunky in attack, but that'll come. It was also a great, great result for us for the Dolphins to have a win on Sunday. Hopefully they've had plenty of sports drinks to celebrate and are only just starting to get their feet on the ground now. The Dolphins' win was built on their forwards. They ran for over 1,850 metres, nearly 500 metres in post-contact metres and nearly 200 kick return metres. So we've got to keep an eye on that. Those three are really excellent stats. So to win this week, we need to stop their forwards. Chris needs to be better positioned at fullback for their grubbers and also their bombs. We need to stop Marshall King, who was quick and crafty at hooker. And he certainly had the best game that I've ever seen him play. And we also need to attack their edges. We need to get our yardage up the middle, then out to the edge, attacking Lee, Aitken and O'Sullivan. The forecast is for up to 20 mil of rain and 28 degrees on Saturday in Redcliffe. So hopefully it is going to be a bit cooler for us. If we can do the above, I am confident that we can get away with the win. Enjoy the rest of your week and go, you green machine. Again, oh, it's frightening. Um, yeah. Why is he so angry? I don't know. What? I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what's done to him. You know, something's happened. You know, I want to ask him, but he keeps threatening me, so I sort of cry and hand him my wallet. 
He does make some good points, though. He does. He does make some good points. Anyway, there are, in fact, reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful. Part three. Look, as we said earlier, in, in that same situation, in so many iterations of the Raiders in the last 15, 20 years, we lose that match by 40 points. Easy. And to we're be honest with away. you, the one thing I think you can say about um, the Ricky Stewart era is we don't really give up and capitulate. Yeah. I mean, there were some times, the, the, the dark days, yeah. the dark days of, of the Ferner era, Dave Ferner era, there was oh, some embarrassing... Even the beginning of, you know, the 68 fall was, you know... Yeah. You know, that was the end of Dave Ferner, wasn't it? You know, and that was 2013. So, yeah, that was that was bad. That was capitulation. But he does, they don't capitulate. There There is a, a drive to go on, you know. I, I think... How many 50s have we conceded under Ricky? It hasn't been that many. If, I can't think of too many. No. I mean, we've had some big losses, but um, the reason to be cheerful, I mean, the defence was just great. They just kept throwing it, and they kept keeping their shape. They kept getting up. The Cowboys played that move twice and got us out on that edge where, um, uh, who was the winger on that on the right-hand side? Was it Kotrick? Kotrick. Came in twice. Um, but in both cases, to stay out on his man would have been... Just as hard decision. You didn't know. You could sort of see that the guys coming across might have got to the inside runner, but they might not as well. And a number of times he got up and got the hand on the ball and stopped the play. So, you know, I thought the defence was fantastic, but not just that, the spirit to fight back and actually believe it. And you could see from when they went off at half time, they knew they were still in it. They knew they were still in it. And when they, as soon as they came out, although it was great, and it really is a reason to be cheerful. It is. So yeah. my reason to be cheerful is... I, during that, watching that game on Saturday afternoon, the um, New South Wales Cup game against Parramatta, I saw the future captain of the Canberra Raiders in that game. Mm-hmm. Hohepa Puru, the lock. Yeah. He's unbelievable. He's everything that we've been, you know, a week ago we were saying we don't know who our 13 is. It's going to be that guy. Maybe not this year, but next year definitely. He's the guy that he's came in from the um, the Penrith Panthers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of that system. He was the... Um, captain of their jersey flag winning team last year and then went on to play a yeah. bunch of games in New South Wales Cup. He is everything that you want in a modern 13. His ball play is unbelievable. He's pretty much first receiver the whole time. Uh, he's talking on the field. His leadership, I saw an interview with him. He's, he's very intelligent and articulate. He played 80 minutes, ran for 189 metres, 55 tackles, line break, line, I think set up one of the tries, one of the tries for Elijah Anderson. The dude is unbelievable. He's not that big. He's, not, he's more nuggety. Sounds I think like a he's, machine. Yeah. I look forward to watching him this Sunday yeah, at, at Kipax 345. Get out to the West Belcon Leagues Club and yell on the boys. Let's get out there and pack the bloody place. You know. Yeah, man. We, we, like I was saying last week, when you look at the club championships, we've got a strong club. We won Harold Matthews on the weekend, I think. We've won, we've won like five out of five and Harold Matthews and SG Ball. Maybe we lost one there. Yeah. New South Wales Cup won. Tasha Gale Cup won. And we went up to Queensland, played at 4 p.m., 4:30 p.m. Queensland time and and just lost lost the lost the points but you know you think you lose a game by one point yeah. when when the other team completes at 24 out of 24 yeah. sets and they score two tries off kicks when our fullbacks defending in the line there's so many reasons to be cheerful yeah, after but this keep week. an eye on on Ohepapuru because this guy is like we were saying we need a 13 yeah, absolutely. This is the guy. He may even play first grade this year. Yeah, by the same. He's, at yeah, the moment, he's, he's outside the top thirty, which means he can't play before round, uh, 11. round eleven. But I would, if he doesn't play this year, he'll definitely play next year. And look, the 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 way he carries himself on the field, the confidence, the leadership, the direction. Yeah, you know, this is a guy that's 
he's only played a handful of, of reserve grade games prior to this. Yeah. And so how old is he? Is he 20. 18, 20. 20. And 20. how old is Trey Mooney? 21. I think he would have been one year ahead of him, maybe. Yeah, and Trey's yeah. obviously can play 13 and they're getting they're teaching him some defensive structures by playing him at 12. That's the yeah. other thing which... Trey Mooney looked, know, pretty, you... looked pretty solid, I've got to say. In there. Yeah. Sort of... Mate of yours, isn't he, Trey Mooney? Yeah, yeah. He's a good, good friend player. of yours, yeah. Well, he's not a good friend of mine, but he's funny. We, we, we chat. I thought we I talk. heard you say that you were good friends with Trey Mooney. We talk. I must be thinking someone else. Harley. I'm, I must be thinking someone else. I like Trey. He's good value. He's nice. But the, the one, Harley's the one I speak to the most. Okay. And after Hodjo, but Hodjo's now Parramatta Colours, which really upset me. Like it, I, oh, I was happy for the fellow. Nah, do you know who I'm, I'm happy for? Who I was really happy for was, was Chance. He was oh, unbelievable. Oh, so God, how yeah, good was he? Score that try, oh, put his nah, arms was up. The and... and the tackle to save the try Yeah, as the well. defence on the line. His tra- try save. Oh, no, nah, he was brilliant. He, he was, was It's so good. It's so good. But, but yeah... Hodjo had some good moments and some bad moments that game, but it was weird. Yeah. It was weird seeing him. It was, weird, it was really weird seeing that he then backed up in the reserve grade and played um, fullback for Parramatta as well. Did you see that? I did not. That wasn't Jordan Rankin, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Jordan Rankin. I was about to say. Crikey, it wasn't. My God, he was a lot faster than I remember him. Um, look, They're looking I, very similar, though. <laughs> I, look, I've got a listener of the week this week, and it's someone who's, like, quite frankly, has disappointed me. Uh, it's been quite a disappointment. I've told him that many, many times. Um, he finally, a few years ago at Christmas, uh, didn't disappoint me by actually making some chilli hot sauce, which was really, really good. But now uh, Zachariah Fitzroy has actually finally made me happy by delivering me by my listening first... to the show? By delivering me my first grandchild. Um, long-time listener of the show. He fierce, does actually listen. Fierce, yeah, fearsome Raiders supporter. It, it sounds like a bribe. It sounds like he just had the kid to get, get the listener. You know what he can I do? Don't know. Anyway, you know what you can do to make me happy? And this goes for all the listeners. You could jump onto whatever podcast streaming yep. platform you're listening to yep. this on, whether it's Spotify or iTunes or some other one. I don't know if there's the other ones you can listen to as well, mm-hmm. but most people listen to either iTunes or Spotify or SoundCloud. You, you're just podcasts. rapaciously looking for affirmation these days, aren't you? Give us a review. Give yeah. us a rating. Give us a review. You used to like being edgy and on the on the out. Now you just put out another poll, Blake. Yeah, put out another <laughs> poll. Uh, so anyway, yeah, listen to the week, Zach. Zach, yeah. Zach, you've made us all proud, mate. You've done a magnificent job delivering the the most gorgeous grandchild that's ever been delivered. And so you are the uh, Rage Review with Blake and the Pork Listener of the Week for for this Congratulations. week. Congratulations. We got some merchandise, Blake. We do. So we've still got a whole bunch of Raiders by Fifty Six beanies. Mm-hmm. So they haven't. The second batch hasn't. Flown out the door quite as quickly Hasn't as the it? first batch, so there's still time. Have we still got any ass clown beanies left? Nah, ass clown beanies are long gone. Right. They will never be remade again. Really? Yeah. The collector's items are. Yeah. They? Right. Yeah. Keep right. your ass clown beanie close. Right. And as you know, you can go to the rugby league merch site and yeah. order all manner of. You can of get yourself reviews. a heather shirt. You can get a pork shirt. You can get yeah. a black shirt. You can get one that has all like pork yeah. heather. Yeah. The other guys. You can get hoodies. You can get t-shirts. Okay, so before we wrap up and go look coming up we'll have our first home game of the season sunday 19th of march 6 15 p.m um i expect to see everyone there shorts tank tops and thongs because it'll be warm enough uh come down there and yell at the sharkies we just found out probably won't have nico hines but they think it's still gonna be up for yeah yeah they played pretty well just found out about that just before coming on air um but they played pretty well without him and wade graham's getting suspended so so that won't hurt their chances. They'll, they'll be stronger again um <laughs> 
Then we go away to the <laughs> night on Sunday, the 26th of March, uh, the 405 uh, Channel 9 game. Woohoo! Here we go. Um, and then we come back home for the Dead Zone game, Friday, 31st of March, 6 p.m. against the Panthers, just before daylight savings ends. So that's what's coming up. Any any final words, gentlemen? Um, no, I just want to say um, it's really good to be back, guys. And I appreciate uh, your patience with me, and, and I'm happy to... Uh, to be in another season. It's exciting to watch the Raiders. What happens this year? Last weekend was an awesome game and this weekend's going to mm. be even better. Mm. It was. It was. Anyway, you have been listening to Raiders View with Blake and the Pork, the third the podcast formerly owns the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet, uh, podcast on the internet, coming to you from the filthiest storeroom buried somewhere in the bowels of Civic, the location of which you probably guessed by now. Um, <laughs> and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. <laughs> Lake and the Pork. Lake and the Pork.